to the Impeccable Perspective Podcast, where we help you discover gospel clarity and openness in a new way by letting go of the culture and finding your truth while having some fun doing it. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Peck and Luann Roundy. All right, everyone, welcome back to a very special edition of the Impeccable Perspective podcast. It is our Christmas edition. And let me just get on my soapbox and offend people right off the bat by saying (laughs) Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. Because that is... Hopefully on this podcast, that is not an offensive thing. I know, but that's... I forgot my jingle bells today, though. I usually have them so we could have a little jingle bell, you know, going on. A little jingle bell rock going on. Christmas, I love Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get too excited about it. Uh, but I know it is. Darn. I know, right? I am a Scrooge. That's horrible. I was going to say, you're, you're a I Scrooge. Kind of am. What happened? I know. I kind of am. People give me crap for it. Rightly Christmas. so, I suppose. But I, know. I don't hate Christmas at all. I actually do, uh, I do yeah, love Christmas. Joe doesn't have a Christmas tree up, by the way. Well, I, I don't know. That's well, not no, entirely you do. true. You have, okay. He has I have an our impeccable, impeccable podcast Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Oh, yes. It'll, it'll definitely be posted impressive. with this episode. For sure. <laughs> it is. And uh, yeah, very grateful for that. But I mean, I don't spend Christmas here. I'm with my kids, and so I don't need a tree. But uh, let's stop the judgment and move on to, <laughs> to, the, to the episode. <laughs> I, was, I was simply telling that no, you don't have a Christmas tree. That's I don't have okay, any Scrooge. decorations either, hardly. Grinch. At all. I kind of kind of am a Grinch that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bachelor. That's what it is. Well, that's the thing. I know. That's, that goes with the territory. But uh, no, I do uh, want to wish everyone. Uh, we do want to wish everyone. Wish everyone a very merry Christmas. And uh, I still say merry Christmas. I'm not going to apologize for that. And uh, you know, obviously there are people who don't celebrate Christmas, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, obviously, and uh, you know, great uh, happy holidays. But I, I, what I have a problem with is that people say we can't say merry Christmas because that's offensive, offensive to some people. So we have to say happy holidays to please everybody. And that's well, it's it's Christmas time. It's not happy it's holidays a, time. It's the birth of the Savior, yeah. and that is why we celebrate. And that's always going to be the center of Christmas. Right? Yeah, I mean, the first part of Christmas is Christ. Christ for a reason. That's, Correct. I don't think that's a coincidence no. at all. But that's why we're here to celebrate. So anyway, uh, we uh, we do extend our uh, our best wishes, of course, uh, to everyone, and uh, thank you very much for listening in on this special edition episode today. We are going to be talking about Christmas and specifically about gifts. And not necessarily the kind of gifts that you would think of when you think about Christmas, but we will talk about that. (laughs) But there are other gifts that are uh, more important, if I can say that. And uh, and we want to kind of just bring some awareness to that. And uh, it's no surprise. I mean, uh, there's always a big focus on giving and sharing and, uh, and, and uh, you know, really just uh, serving other people when it comes to this time of year. And, and people do amazing things for that. I'm always um, continually impressed um, by people that I know, people that I don't know, who go out of their way to make Christmas a wonderful experience for those who are less fortunate or who may not have a Christmas because of their circumstances at the time. And people really do come together, and uh, all of that is pure love. And I think that's where Christmas, to me, is such a wonderful time because it really is a time of love, the Savior's love for us that he was born and he gave his life for us, but the love that we give to others and serve God through us to people and it, it is it's a time where I really feel like people do reach out and share and give and serve and are uh, it would be nice to see it continued on throughout 
all of the year, but definitely the time of, of Christmas is a time for that. It is. It's great that this is a reminder of that, and people will go out of their way to do wonderful things, and they uh, organize and they create armies of people who will go out and serve and help those who are less fortunate. And uh, I can only imagine how it touches the lives of people who may be lonely or downtrodden, as they say, or just uh, in a situation where they uh, don't have necessarily money to have a Christmas for their families. And uh, these are all circumstances, and sometimes uh, they're temporary. So others, it's a challenge that people will face a lot of their lives. But, uh, you know, God does uh, give us those opportunities for us to uh, take care of the poor and I think we have to look at it with that perspective as if you're given a lot, um, then you know you, you kind of are expected to share. If, if God has blessed you with, with a lot of abundance, uh, I think he does expect us to uh, share and, and have a kind heart and have uh, the right purpose for sharing. And, uh, you know, we do have, um, it is, it's interesting just to see uh, when I, you know, in my conversion story, I talk about this, but before I joined the church, I really didn't understand the, the way life was set up because it just compl- seems completely unfair. It did. Like, why are people poor and people are wealthy? Why do people live in poverty and live in uh, oppression and other people have freedoms and uh, all kinds of blessings in their lives? It just doesn't make any sense. Why? Because we're all the same. God loves everybody. And that's just having a very limited perspective of not understanding the fullness of the gospel. And so um, I think, though, that uh, people are in those kinds of circumstances for specific reasons, uh, primarily. And this is, I hold to this, I don't know what people think of they agree or not, but I really do believe that we are all born into our circumstances because that is going to create the experiences that we need in order to help us to grow as an individual and progress the way that we personally need to progress. And each one of us has progressed to a certain level before we came to this earth, and our progression continues, and it will continue on through eternity. But each one of us needs to learn and, and grow in different ways, and so we are given different kinds of uh, opportunities and different kinds of circumstances in order to do that. I think that's that's God's plan. It's by design. Uh, but, uh, you know, as, as hard as, as it is to see people in poverty, that gives us all a chance to to, to share what we have with them and to help them and to serve them. And these are all wonderful Christ-like attributes. People feel love when uh, they get served. They feel uh, you know confident and, and increase their self-esteem when they're treated like a human being. Others feel love when they do serve, and uh, they feel that spirit, and they feel the joy of giving, uh, which is all pure Christ-like love. And that's the whole point. It is something that uh, we should kind of focus on you know throughout the whole year. Right. Right, but especially at Christmas time, I agree with that. That it's that's where we have these special gifts that we are given. Whether it's the gift of being financially secure, or the gift of love, or the gift of listening, or um, the gift of being good looking. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's a gift a that gift keeps giving keeps all the giving. time, Joe. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Clark. <laughs> oh, that's the best best movie. Yeah, we can maybe we can talk about our favorite Christmas movies uh, oh, that, that we, uh, we, we watch. You might be blushing over there as soon as you said the gift of being good looking. Are you <laughs> I looking? wasn't referring to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm semi good looking, so that's cool, but uh, you know, I wouldn't we're... say that Clark Griswold is uh, good looking also. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> no. Randy, on the other hand, uh, Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Oh my gosh. That's great. Which, by the way, in our rental house, because we're in a rental house right now, there is a Griswold lawn right across from us on our cul-de-sac. Oh, is there? Oh, that's oh, fantastic. It is and every day there's a little more added to it wow oh that, yeah that's the <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
That is the best. And now I think Margot and Todd were the good-looking people in, uh, in that ah, movie. in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you know? That's crazy stuff. But uh, here we are. And yes, uh, gifts uh, are an important part of this season. And uh, there are different types of gifts, of course. And uh, I joke about being a Scrooge, but I, I have to say I do love uh, giving and receiving gifts. I absolutely really do love that. Uh, I'll let you know that uh, receiving gifts is my secondary love language. So it is something that is important to me. But uh, it's not something that is uh, dependent on how much the gift costs. I'm not like that in any way. Uh, personally, I, I don't really care. I love receiving wonderful things that are thoughtful and that are meaningful. And if, uh, you know, a lot of times just receiving gifts that are personal to you because someone knows you well enough and took the time to know that this is personal and, and interesting to you and you like this and this means a lot to you. So I'm going to give you something, uh, even just a token of that. But those kinds of gifts really touch your heart and it just shows love. And, and giving gifts in that way is a beautiful thing when it comes from a place of love and you know that this person loves these things or this person collects these things. You know that this gift is going to have value regardless of the price, right? Because there's a difference between cost and value. And so if you give in that sense, it's a wonderful thing to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just beautiful uh, as an experience for, uh, for both people like that. But then we also do want to focus on what we'll call spiritual gifts, which are not temporal or, you know, material, but are equally uh, or more, even more important, more important in this time of year. But um, what's, the, uh, let's, what, what's the most unusual gift you've ever had? Ooh, unusual. Yeah, would you think? Or funniest gift or most funniest memorable gift. even? Funniest gift. Oh, there's a good story with that one. So here, whenever my husband and I were dating, he took me home to his family's house for Christmas. I'd already met his parents in September. At this point, we weren't engaged, but I we knew pretty much that, that we were going to get married. So I thought for sure, because he's got... so. My husband comes from a unique circumstance. He grew up in a tiny town, Oakley, Idaho. Um, there is one stop sign, well, f- four stop signs in one place. <laughs> That's all. Like, there's no stoplight. One intersection? One intersection, wow. yes, in downtown. Um, and it's right down from the church because it's a very heavily LDS community. Um, and his Christmas in his family has always been a big thing and um, a lot of homemade gifts. There wasn't a lot of money. Eight children. He has seven sisters. That's the unique thing. And one boy, he's in the middle of all of these sisters. And they made a lot of homemade gifts. So for them, gifts were more about giving something that they could make because there was very little money for them to be able to spend on each other and then they would go around and each person would give or give gifts to each person so it took all day basically because they all would stop and watch as each person would open the gift that someone made for them so we went up there for Christmas Um, number one it was extremely cold because I'm used to Arizona and it was Idaho you know whenever you're um, in an out cup or I can't remember where we went freezes in the car that was a, a way new experience for me that my drink was my Diet Coke was frozen solid the next morning but you know if you grow up in, in Canada oh, yeah. in Canada we have to plug our cars in in the winter time <laughs> yeah. uh, or else they don't start right and and in Arizona we, we don't have that problem no. <laughs> so I thought for sure he was gonna propose over Christmas like this was gonna this was gonna be it all of his sisters are there. This is, a, you know, his mom and his wow. dad. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a big thing. And so I thought, for sure, this is it. You know, I, I can just feel it. I knew it. And sure enough, Christmas morning comes, and there's a little box that looks just like a ring box. And I, 
I unwrap it and it is the most gaudy, uh, like huge plastic di- fake diamond ring. <laughs> and, and he's just dying laughing. He's like, oh, that's what I got you for Christmas. <laughs> and inside I'm thinking, okay, well, that was a big disappointment <laughs> in that whole thing. But he just, my husband is a big, and I love him. He's very funny. That's one thing I do love about him is he has a good sense of humor. Um, and he was, and again, I think it was, it, and the thing was he, come to find out, he had ordered a ring and was having it specially made because he didn't want to buy one that was just a cookie cutter ring. So he designed one himself took it to the jeweler and they had messed up and hadn't finished it. And that's why I got the, I still have that ring, by the way, the, the plastic ring. Did he propose with the Cracker Jack ring or not? No, he proposed later after that, but he wanted to do it, but it just wasn't finished. And so that's why there was, because again, we knew that that's what was going to, to come about was, um, that we were going to get married. But yeah, I think that's probably one of the funniest things I've ever received. Were you, were you just shocked? Like, did your face just show yeah. shock and disappointment? Inside, there was the disappointment and the, oh, all right, well, I guess I'll and continue. And the confusion on your face when you first opened it, too. <laughs> exactly. I what is this thing? Funny. Oh, wow. Um, funniest gift I ever got was a case of beer ah. for Christmas. <laughs> and who would, who would have given you that? My dad. <laughs> And this was after you joined the church or no, before? No, 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 before. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. It yeah. is a good question. I mean, it'd be it? kind of funny if it was after, I suppose. But, but uh, you got to think about, oh, this just brings totally the, the Christmas song by the two Canadians. Oh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yes. And what 12, is it all about? Yeah, well, it's all about beer. the uh, 12 days of Christmas, but yeah. And uh, well, beer. I mean, it's, yeah, in a tree. <laughs> in a tree. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the best part. <laughs> to my mind <laughs> is the Bob and Doug McKenzie. Chris, uh, I haven't listened to that. I need to listen to you that. You need to listen to it. That's, that's, that's still the best Christmas, 12 Days of Christmas song out there for sure. How's it going, eh? Yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> you got to listen to that and, uh, and appreciate uh, that, that rare piece of Canadian culture and heritage because uh, it stands the test of time. Everyone loves Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. Yeah, for sure. 12 days. Did you ever ask your dad, why did you give me a case of beer? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was my favorite beer, so that was good. Uh, I, th- I was probably, uh, I don't know, 21, maybe 22, something like that. What's the drinking age in Canada? 19. Okay. Uh, and also my oldest son loves that because <laughs> he, he couldn't drink here. Uh, he just turned 21 this year, but he couldn't drink here before. And then when we went to our family reunion a couple of years ago, he was 19 then. And uh, so we had a couple of beers with my brothers and hung out and really loved he that. felt like an adult then Absolutely. look i'm so grown up i know right that was all good so yeah it's 19 in quebec it's 18 uh so we would uh i mean that, that's people would do this I, I was already over 19 when i was living in ottawa uh, and then uh, we would uh you know go um over uh, you, you could you could just kind of go over the the river to hull quebec and you're in the province of quebec and uh, because the uh, everything was the drinking age was lower, the nightclubs were open until three a.m. Ah. and everything else closed at one o'clock in Ottawa. So you go to Ottawa and then you'd party till they close, and you cross the river and go to all the clubs in Hull, and uh, party till three a.m. and all this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that, that's all good. Canadians uh, don't wait wait around to uh, to start drinking. That's that's a cultural thing there, and, and it's all good. It's kind of funny the differences like that, but. Um, that's the whole thing. So yeah, I got a case of beer because my dad just didn't know what to get me. You know, I was in college and I came home for Christmas and everything like that. And there's 
case of beer wrapped like a Christmas present <laughs> under the tree. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> well, first and only time I ever got beer uh, under the tree for under Christmas. Tree. But um, you know, why not? I can uh, I can say that I I got a, a two four beer for Christmas. So there it is, Alexander Keith's India Pale Ale. And that's my favorite. No uh, idea. You no, just, I know. You, you just went over my yeah, head. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's actually a Canadian brand. Uh, might might even be more of a maritime brand. I think you can get it now across the country. But it uh, it it was started and and you know brewed in Halifax and everything, and just became a really really popular IPA. And so, anyways, uh, that was all, what I always drank uh, all through college and everything like that, and until I joined the church. But uh, that was all good. So it was a thought that counts. You put a lot of thought into uh, getting me my favorite beer <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas. So yeah, that was definitely the uh, the funniest uh, gift I think, and um, it was it was a cool time. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Christmas, you never know what's going to be under the tree. I guess that's the moral of the story. Isn't it? You just don't know where things are going to come from, uh, which is great. But uh, why don't we talk a little bit about um, the other kinds of gifts that you can... Uh, well, we already have them. We already we'll received them. We're getting a little them. serious now. Yeah, we don't have to get too serious. Pass the Bob and Doug McKenzie experience <laughs> into... That's right. Only if we have a few elf quotes thrown in. Uh, we can do we, that. Okay, good. Thank you. We can you. totally do that. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Okay, well, let's just talk about that. What are... Um, I don't know if you guys have those traditions, but what are, the, what are the movies that you Favorite guys watch? Favorite movie. For Christmas, what are your traditions so for movies? So growing up, it was what was on TV because we only had a few channels that we could watch. Now we're dating ourselves whenever we talk You're dating about yourself. that. You're dating yourself. I cable the whole time. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't believe that one. <laughs> um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and I'm trying to think what else was with that. Um, Rudolph was definitely my favorite I liked uh, the little animated one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, or the puppet one. The puppet one or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Or that, with the with, with the, the abominable, abominable, abominable snowman. snowman. Okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I watch that every and, year. Uh, and Cornelius, Yukon <laughs> Cornelius. That's right. Yes, that was definitely my favorite one. The island of misfit toys. <laughs> that's often what I call the singles ward. Is oh, the island of actually that's... my friend Roger calls it that. He'll. It's the Island of Misfit Toys. You'd be like, yep, I just belong on the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> well, I mean, that's our podcast is for all the uh, LDS misfits, right? The ones that don't fit the cultural mold that they think you should fit and all that crap. Um, we, are, we are misfits and uh, proud of it. Yes. But yes, what was your favorite growing up? Uh, well, what movie or what uh, show? Well, um, yeah, traditionally, uh, I don't know. Growing up, well, that's a whole different thing. I just meant now. Um, what uh, you know, if you do have movies you watch every every Christmas, because I think a lot of people do. Uh, so uh, you know, we always watch uh, Elf, of course. Uh, one probably which is favorite. my favorite yeah, now. Yeah, that's a fantastic. <laughs> well, anything with Will Ferrell. Is oh so. yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is good stuff. Uh, but that that movie is fantastic and. Uh, um, Christmas Vacation, of course, um, always, always watch <laughs> Christmas Eddie. Vacation. All of it is, uh, it's just the best. Uh, that's, that's the funniest. Uh, the cat. The, oh my gosh, yeah. It's got fried under the chair. Yeah, and... Uh, and that Christmas Story. Christmas Story, the yeah. There's the other... That's right. And then, um, also there's another one that's lesser known that, uh, that I watch and uh, kind of became a tradition when I was married, I guess, uh, but uh, it's a movie called Mixed Nuts. Have you heard of it? I love that movie. Oh, you know it. Oh, That's good. one of my favorites. Yeah, I told you. It's an amazing. I, no one else ever likes that oh, one. Oh, are you kidding? Every year. I watch That's that every hilarious. year. Oh, it oh, is it's hilarious. A, it's a, oh, Just hilarious. watching Liv Schreiber in drag is, is worth it, first of all, for me. <laughs> and of course, Adam Sandler and Steve Martin and Madeline Kahn and Gary Shandling. Oh, just... like all the classic comedians. Yes. 
uh, just like some of the best classic cleaner comedians. Um, is, yeah, is yeah, part sure. Of no, it's, the it is funny. Yeah, Gary Shandling was hilarious. I just loved watching <laughs> his show and his stuff. And Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn has her own level of comedy that's subtle and it's just it's hilarious. So she's just so talented. And obviously Steve Martin, and um, I can't remember who else was in it offhand uh, besides Lee Schreiber, but um, classic story. The um, I know just a fun Christmas uh, whodunit kind of story. Uh, so I like to watch that uh, every uh, every year as well, um, just to enjoy those traditions. But uh, they're funny. The funnier, the better. It makes Christmas. Uh, I think and I think that's part fun. of Christmas too: is gathering together, watching Christmas movies. My kids like this Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That's a, a that's favorite a classic, at our house. Is is really popular. Which it's a good one too. I think the original. Good, it, it's yeah. good, and it has a good moral and and. Uh, yeah. To the whole story. Yeah. And I don't know. They, uh, like most sequels, they kind of get diluted as you go further and further in. Right. But, uh, which is, is it the third one or the second one that has Martin Short? Third. We just it's watched Chris, that one. With Martin Short? Mm-hmm. It's Chris Kringle? Yes. Uh, yeah. He is uh, Jack Frost. Or Jack Frost, I mean. Right. Um, yeah. But he takes great. over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's Classic great. Classic Martin Short. Yeah. Well, it is. And again, another fine Canadian talent. Uh, that's why that movie's amazing. Uh, <laughs> because of Martin Short. <laughs> I love Martin that. Short. <laughs> I'm dead serious. He's one of the best uh, exports we've ever had. <laughs> Uh, he is, and uh, just, um, I mean, there's so many wonderful Canadian, uh, comedy, or comedians rather, and just uh, wonderful, talented people like that. But I love Martin Short. I love right. seeing him pop up in whatever hap- comes along. So, yes, uh, those are some good ideas for your Christmas watching needs this Christmas. If you're not uh, watching those uh, movies on a regular basis, uh, add them out. to your list. Yeah, you're missing out. These are some of the best and funniest uh, seasonal movies uh, for this time of year. So there we have it. Okay, so we kind of did want to talk about, um, yes. you know, what we're calling spiritual gifts uh, and how important they are to uh, to kind of be implementing not only this time but uh, but all over. And I think ultimately the message here is, um, you know, ma- let's just make sure we take our focus off of uh, you know the the temporal and material aspect of Christmas. Uh, and, and, and focus more on the spiritual kind of gifts and in the, in the spiritual side of Christmas. And, of course, we need to give gifts, uh, you know, physical, uh, material gifts. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Don't, don't get that wrong. Uh, but I think if, I mean, you just see people behaving in ways that are really unacceptable when, you know, if you go out and, and people are shopping and there's Black Friday and all these kinds of things or just, you know, people are frenzied and they're looking for certain things and they can't find them and they're, uh, you know, the, the, the worst comes out of people, I think, this time of year when people are out shopping trying to find things and competing right. with other people for the same thing and all and that I think stuff. They're, it's competing and trying to find things that they aren't really deeply thinking about it. It's just the more the better, and it's become a, a just a competition a buying fest as opposed yeah. to a really um, heartfelt, well-thought-out gift of even giving of yourself, which uh, is more poignant, I think, than something that you just buy off the shelf from Target or somewhere else is is giving of yourself and your time and your talents and your gifts, which is exactly where we want to head with this. And um, I'm, do you want me to read the quote from yeah. the? Um, uh, this is that. a quote. Yeah, let's start with a quote from the Christmas devotional. He's quoting Marvin J. Ashton. Uh, or no, it was from a talk that Sister Craig gave that Marvin J. Ashton quote was used. He said, take your gift of listening with love and visit a lonely friend. Do you have a gift of avoiding contention and being agreeable? Those gifts have never been more needed. Give them to your family, friends, and neighbors. Tell a wanderer you love them and invite them into your kitchen table. 
teach an inspired lesson, write a kind note, gather others and use your gift to reach out and build Zion and build the people around you. God needs all kinds, which we have so many different gifts that all of us have different gifts. He has given all gifts for uplifting his children. Don't let the music in you go unsung, the hug ungiven, the forgiveness unoffered. That's wonderful. And it does, I mean, really capture the essence of things. And, you know, just listening to that, the thought that popped into my mind is that we, you know, we are different and how ironic it is that the culture of the church tries to make us all the same. They really do. And this is where we get back to, you know, Stepford, Stepford Mormons, Mormons, that whole, that really, uh, right. One of our earlier episodes on the podcast was all about that. And uh, it's very cultural and that that is, I mean, there's a lot of pressure, it seems to act the same, talk the same, think the same and do everything the same, follow the same traditions and live our lives the same. Because otherwise we're, if we don't, well, we're not being obedient or we're not being faithful or whatever you want to shame people with. And that's not true at all. We are all so different and we were all created that way. And it's okay, and you can still follow the principles uh, of, of, of the gospel and do it in a different way than somebody else does, but you're still following. So we can have our, you know, we, we can follow the commandments and do what we're asked to do, but we can do it in our own way and still, you know, have that acceptable to God and still uh, feel wonderful about that. But it's, uh, the culture really does push us away from what was natural, what, how we were kind of created by God to do. And, uh, and that's just not healthy in any way, but how amazing is it to celebrate the, the diversity, right, that we all have, the, the differences we all have. And it's not a mistake that each one of us were given different gifts at all. And so, you know, when we think about, again, this is my um, conversion brain thinking and my perspective as a, as a convert. And when we, when you look at the world, right. And their view of gifts, if you say, you know, who's the most gifted person on the planet, they're going to come up with uh, someone like LeBron James. They're going to come up oh, with. I was thinking with, uh, of someone who, like a violinist or a well, cellist sure. or something. Well, sure. Yeah, it's, it will, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they, they will. I mean, I mean, it depends on who you're talking to. Most kids are going to say, you know, Michael Jordan or LeBron James or, or but Wayne Gretzky. They truly were gifted, both of oh, them. Oh, the, completely, 100%. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, you look at, uh, at that. And then, you know, for me, also people like Elton John. Uh, oh. uh, you know, and completely, completely gifted, gifted in, in no other way. And, and uh, uh, you know, Yo-Yo Ma, if you're talking about uh, violinists and, and things like that, uh, people with, with the, the point is people will come up with successful, known celebrity types of people who have a, a tangible gift that you can prove, right? You can look at it and say, yeah, that guy is an amazing hockey player. That guy is, uh, you know, one of the best basketball players. That guy is a virtuoso on the piano or on uh, the violin or whatever the case is. You can, you can see it, right? You can, you, can, you can look at it and see. Whereas most of us, if you look at us, you know, we, we're not considered gifted in any way. A gifted child, think about a child who is a prodigy, for mm-hmm. example, who is, you know, just a brilliant Doogie Hauser. Let's be honest, right? People... <laughs> people like that and so um it's uh it's really just uh, about the outward appearance the physical kind of gift that is tangible that you can see that someone can prove to you yes watch me play the piano i am gifted Mm -hmm. and that's what gifted means to people in the world but that isn't how god thinks right it's not about how much how you can use your gift to make the most amount of money or how much of a celebrity you can become but it's how you serve others and how how you serve others we're back into to submitting to his will that he gave us that gift to come and give to others and share sharing is the big part being part of the whole sharing is caring maybe that's another bumper sticker there we go (laughs) 
we're into bumper sticker day. We're going to start selling bumper stickers and t-shirts. <laughs> sharing is caring, but Watch it's for it. sharing in the connection that I have. I have this unique gift that only I can share. And if I hold it back, then that's not truly being a part of the connected whole of, of everyone on the world in the world that that's like the prophet, his gift is to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. And that's, he uses that gift to serve because he loves us and to counsel and to warn and, and whatever right. it is, but all yeah, it's, it's all, but it's, it's all for our benefit, right? Certain gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about our faith is patriarchal blessings. We kind of, I, 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 that's one of my favorite parts of the church is, Ooh, we get a little insight into what the Lord sees in us and our spiritual gifts, which is interesting mm-hmm. to kind of delve into that. And how am I using those spiritual gifts to serve? It is, that's the most amazing uh, thing that I've experienced. I think, uh, honestly, in my journey here uh, as a convert to, it's an incredible uh, thing. And uh, for those of you who aren't you know, a uh, Mormon or whatever, um, a patriarchal blessing is, is a, a blessing that is uh, given to everyone in the church, basically. And it's through a patriarch who is um, just a person who has been called to uh, to initiate these blessings for people. And they're inspired. And it's interesting. He holds certain keys, yeah. the keys to be able to give this patriarchal right. he has the right blessing to do it. through and, yeah, the exactly. priesthood. Yeah, it right. is. It, right, exactly. So it's all, uh, you know, following the authority of God and, and all these things like that. But it's, it's, it's a very, very beautiful and very spiritual experience. And it, what it is is I call it a roadmap uh, for your life. It's it's personal revelation for you specifically, just you as an individual, uh, about uh, what you know, God wants for you and what potential you have. And uh, there's some very very uh, amazing insights about who you are as a person that you probably don't even understand. So, for example, spiritual gifts that you have uh, and abilities that you have, things that you're going to do all, now and I think in the next life as well. And it's just absolutely tremendous. It's a beautiful document. And it's I call it, a, it's, it's very dynamic. It's a living document because it changes as you age. It changes as life goes on. When you read it at one point in your life, what you get from it is going to be completely different from another point in your life when you read the same words. Right. And they have different meanings to you and different insights and different uh, ideas that come to it. And it is uh, a guide to help you with your uh, journey here on earth. And I personally think it's a wonderful uh, document. It's a very uh, personal thing. And it's, it's not something that we, you know, we go sharing publicly with, with everybody. You can share it with people that are close to you if you want and things like that. I like to do that because there's some amazing passages from mine that are, are incredible, I think, and very spiritual and very telling. And it's fun to uh, kind of share with people uh, you know, when you're inspired, things like that. But anyway, uh, that's, that's a wonderful, beautiful gift. And you can g- gain some very good insight from it uh, as well. But you don't need that to have spiritual gifts. We all, no, everyone, every person, everyone every has, person spiritual has spiritual gifts, gifts. But it's kind of like a little bit of heaven sent down to you as revelation that here someone else is going to reaffirm to you and validate to you these are your gifts because if you're really in tune with it you feel and sense that because that's when you're in the flow of of submitting to god's will that you'll use those gifts and really thrive in that environment well it is like anything uh you know we're we're given gifts but again uh god always asks and always expects us to do the heavy lifting in a way i mean to well maybe that's not the right way to say it it's it's to do work so we're not given gifts and then we don't have to work at them or even discover them so a lot of times we don't even know what gifts we have because we haven't discover them for ourselves and that's up to us to go and discover them and then it's also up to us to work those gifts and and uh, and, and develop, develop those talents and, and develop them yeah we have to right. again it's all raw material that we're given and we're given opportunity but it's always up to us because God doesn't take away our right to choose he he leaves the choice to us 
to develop our talents and develop these special gifts so that we can serve other people. We can be the best version of ourselves. We can worship God. All of these wonderful things that come from having gifts. Uh, But it is, uh, so I guess the first thing, as always, is awareness, knowing that, well, yes, I do possess gifts. And how do I find out what they are? Some of them we know just from uh, who we are and, and, and living our lives and other things we'd be surprised at. And and, and there's a great Bednar talk, and we'll probably this would be another good podcast. We always come up with good ideas while we're talking on gifts, and he goes over this long list of gifts that you would never think were gifts, like the gift of listening, and that's a, a wonderful gift. People do have that gift to just listen and be able to really connect with that person as they're listening. The gift of you know kindness and and being able to be to love others unconditionally. And just seeing them for where they're at. And, and he goes into this long list where people think, oh, that's a gift I never would have thought of in being able to give to others. But it's, it's now taking that gift and giving it as opposed to hiding it under a bushel or back to your things, your talents or your gifts. I have thing. a bushel of kids. There's four pecks in a bushel. <laughs> right? Yes. And we're back to the peck thing. That was, that was a good one. Very nice. <laughs> That's Very nice a, pun uh, on that yeah, one. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, I know we had, there was growing up, there was five of us, right? I'm the oldest of five. And ah. so my mom would always, and my dad, they'd always say, uh, we have a bushel and a peck, right? Because there's four pecks in a bushel and an additional one. And ah. it goes back to that song, a bushel and a peck, peck and, and a hug around the neck. And, yep. Uh, so they, she would. <laughs> That's cute. She, she, I know she would. She would like grab us around the neck, right, when we were kids, and just sing that song to us. And it's the most kind of annoying because <laughs> you're like, "Mom, I'm 14. Like, I, you can't be doing this still." You know. But like, look kind of, now, you look back at it fondly. Like, well, of course, oh, you know, it, was, it was really. Of course, it was just funny to see because she just loved to do it. it was just like you know, the kids just like roll your eyes and, and that kind of thing. It's like, "Mom, stop doing this," you know, in Walmart or whatever, like that, right? <laughs> But she would just put her arm around, grab you like in a headlock, put her arm around you, and, and sing that song, a bushel and a peck, and a, uh, um, I guess a hug around the neck. And but it's understanding that there's many gifts given, and, and that if I'm not sharing, I'm withholding something that is so important to God that I share and give to others because they need that. You know, in that's, their that's lives. really true. They they do, and that's God expects us to share. That's why we were given them, and it's it's not. I mean, He doesn't hate us if we don't. It's nothing like that. But He He does. There is an expectation that we should share because it's going to benefit people when we, when we hold that back. Uh, you, you know, we we deprive people of those blessings and of those experiences that they could, frankly, really really need. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. We we just really have to. Um, I just lost my train of thought again with that, but uh, <laughs> I hate when that happens. This happens from time to time. You might be getting old. Uh, see, there's someone else that reminds me of that constantly, and I don't know. I um, <laughs> I don't think it's fair to uh, to do, do that. Do uh, it's so, all so relative. Let me get on to that one for a minute. So one of the things that I, and I, I was telling Joe today, I really appreciate him stretching me and doing this podcast because the gifts in my patriarchal blessing, it talks about the gift of faith, and how I use that to teach and train others. And um, that gift I don't feel has been really tapped into. And this is providing an opportunity to do that. And that's where I'm grateful to him for pushing my limits a little bit and inviting me to do this with him. Um, and I really do know that that's one of my gifts is to teach and train others. I've taught gospel doctrine for eight years in my wards. And it seems to be a calling that... Uh, I receive because it's it's something that I love to share with people. But another another gift, I was telling him I had this really interesting experience this morning before we started the podcast 
Um, I have a person that I know from the, the place that we live in on our little rental home that uh, her husband recently passed away from COVID, leaving her with six children and <clears throat> no way to support her children. <laughs> and it's, it's just very emotional because she is a very faith. She tries to be a very faith-filled woman, and she is. And we were visiting this week, and she stated that she went to the temple and she really wanted to feel her husband's spirit there and she just cried the whole time which I told her when I got divorced that's all I did when I went to the temple was I didn't just cry I sobbed and I didn't care what other people thought who were sitting around me because that was my place of healing and the temple really is a place of healing and she said she just wanted to be able to hear him that was one thing that she she felt so this morning whenever I was praying I was thinking about and praying for people that need the Lord in their lives at Christmas time and she came and I thought I just would like to do something to bless her life because I don't know what to give what do you give someone that is suffering at Christmas time well That's, I mean you know the real answer is is love and and, uh, prayer, and just and, prayer and, and time and and reassurance really. right so this is the interesting experience I really felt prompted and this is an interesting one where you really have to follow the spirit to get online and I've been looking for a particular necklace for my daughter and I got on and it was there and and then this the the prompting came their little initial necklaces which are kind of cool right now like women wear them like if you know your name's my name's Luann I'd get an L for it and I was really prompted to put one with an E and I went back and looked at my cart and that was the first one I put in it and her name starts with the letter E. And then I went back and I thought, who am I buying this for? I don't even know anyone with the letter E in their name. Wow. And, and I just felt like that's something that I need to give her, that, that that was the prompting I received, that that would be something if he were here, he would give to her. <clears throat> and I, it was very distinct, and it would not stop until I purchased that and made sure it's going to be here for Christmas. Now, I don't know the outcome, but I do know the prompting, and I know the feeling, and I know that God works through us. And I don't know what, why that's so important, but I do know this. She shared they never got each other Christmas presents. And I believe that that's something that even, because I'm a firm believer, the spirit world is here, and we can listen. All we have to do is listen, and they speak to us, no matter what spirit it is, to be able to hear that, that that is something that I can help and bless someone's life through hearing and acting upon that so i'll let you know about the follow-up to that right and i think you will know i think that is a blessing that we do get from serving other people like that we don't always know we sometimes we just we never know especially when we serve uh you know people anonymous anonymously or people we don't know you don't know really know what impact that will ultimately have and that's not the point really the the point is to follow uh, those promptings and to and serve to other listen. people and to, and to listen and do you know the work because god knows who needs it and he knows why they need it and he knows what the outcome is and we don't have to be you know so prideful that we have to demand to know that before we we do just go with it just understand that listen you are 
being, you know, you're, you're an instrument, you're a tool in the uh, hands of the Lord to serve and to bless other people's lives. That should be your, your reward right there. You know, I mean, we, you don't have to go around telling everyone, oh, I did this for this person and look how it changed their life. Like that's not that's the not point. That's not the important part, no. but it's following that prompting. And the thing is, I know that feeling. And the interesting part is the prompting wouldn't stop until I did it. That's when I know it too, because I'm thinking, where in the world did this come from? I know it didn't come from me. And it's that feeling and it's that just really knowing that deep feeling and acting and making sure to follow through with that. Because sometimes those things seem silly and whenever I don't listen or I regret it. And when I do listen, even though they seem silly, there's always, I promise there's always something where someone says, I really needed that. I needed to hear that. I needed to have that. We, it's, it's amazing how we literally have no idea what's going on in people's minds. I mean, it's not possible for us to do that unless they tell us, right? And, uh, uh, you know, some people definitely speak their mind, and that's a good thing. I like that because it's a form of communication that's very vital in any kind of relationship. But ultimately, in day-to-day, we don't know what people are going through. Everyone puts on, you know, an air of happiness and kind of a fake persona when they're out when they meet people people could be suffering and you say you know how are you today and they say oh everything's fine i'm doing great yeah it's just just how we are people don't want to burden other people with their real problems but you know in their mind uh you know they do have needs right they do have needs and that's an interesting thing too as a therapist i don't ever feel burdened by people's things that they tell me i actually feel um their love that they trust me enough to share those things with me and that to me connects them in a way that I have deep relationships with them because I have seen those those parts of them and I love them even more because they become very real to me at that point. It is, yeah. That's something that's really important to me as well, especially in relationships. Trust is a foundational element for me in a relationship. Without it, it doesn't matter how good everything else is. Uh, everything's going to crumble eventually if there's no trust. And the same thing with honesty and communication and integrity and all of these things. They're absolutely vital for any successful um, relationship, whether it's romantic or, or otherwise. And uh, I, I do love when someone especially someone close to me, you know, trusts me enough to send information or to share something personal about them. I mean, that just makes me feel special. It's it's a wonderful feeling when someone that you really care for is thinking of you, I think. And that and it's when we when we gift people uh anything at all. Again, it could be something that's completely free. Uh, or doesn't have any, you know, any any real dollar value, but it's something that's so deep and meaningful. Um, I love that, and and when you know people will share those kinds of things and have that trust, like you're talking about with it, that means uh, everything to me, and that is something that uh, I just appreciate because just knowing that someone is thinking of you, and that's how people feel when we give them gifts, one way or another, whether a physical gift or they're just one of our spiritual gifts, um, they feel like someone is thinking of them. And that, that is something that's a basic human need. I think we all need to know that we're loved and we all need to know that people care about us and we all need to know that we're valued. So um, I kind of wanted to just to touch on some of these spiritual gifts that we all have because I bet anything that most people wouldn't regard these as being gifts because they're just so kind of, simple. Oh, everyone and has so everyone that. has mm-hmm. that. Everyone can do that. But that's not really true because you can magnify a particular gift and be very very good at it. you mentioned listening like you know who cares kind of thing you know but what i mean listening like that is it is something we develop it doesn't it come is. naturally no. ask me about my children they don't listen naturally no, but but you ask you ask any any woman you know and talking oh. about guys and do, do they listen and it seems like you know if you, you meet a guy who actually does listen 
that's like he's gifted because most guys won't listen. So in that regard, it can be seen as a gift, but it is because listening means that you are focused on what someone is saying and you genuinely care and you want to know what they're thinking because you want to serve them and you want to help them. And people, if you just listen, you know, that changes everything. And, you know, another example of that is customer service. We've all either, you know, called in upset about something that you didn't get a delivery on time or something you got the wrong product or something got screwed up and you call or you've been in customer service I have in the past where you're receiving these calls and having to deal with irate people and it's what it comes down to is all people want to really do is just vent and be listened listen to and just that's right. it. You, if you just let somebody do that who's just crazy about things and you say well you know I can't help you but I can do this or whatever they don't really care they just they're fine after they just vent and you just, if you just listen, right? So that's one way, but that's a human thing. We all love to be listened to and we all love to know that people are just kind of, you know, like what we say matters, right? They want to know that. So listening is a huge gift being able to do that. People don't do that anymore because we're living in a throwaway selfish society where people aren't listening. They're just waiting for their turn to talk. My favorite, I mean, the gift of listening where even sharing and listening, I will say, oh, tell me about that. I'm really interested. And they will say, oh, just go to my Instagram or Facebook and you can read about it. They do say that? They, I'm not kidding you. Wow. I don't want to repeat that. Why don't you just go read about it? I'm thinking, well, they just totally shut down that that specialness to me because that's devoting time to me to be willing to share and give to me through that and that's it's interesting but that's kind of their mentality in this world is I get more bang for my buck by putting it on Instagram because everybody can read about it and the more that read about it, the better it is that's a validation thing don't you think it is it's all about validation and it's not that I really want to share at a deeper level it's that is a becoming a lost um trait or a it, well it is i mean communication itself is is becoming a lost art and so just yep. being able to speak eloquently being able to uh, to ask questions right i mean some people don't ask questions at all they don't want to they feel like they're rocking about the other people will ask because they want to know and i appreciate that because it's again a good solid form of commu- communication and asking questions isn't a bad thing or it's you're not being rude you, some people just ask questions to know because they need to figure things out. And that's that's very, very good. And, th- you know, that could be a gift, I think, because when you ask questions, you are communicating and you're enhancing. If right. you're in a relationship and there's a problem and someone isn't willing to address it or talk about it or, you know, ask questions about, well, why I heard this, why did that happen or who was this person or what, what was going on, whatever the case is, if you're not willing to do that, uh, things break down. And so I think that is like having the understanding that hey listen i'm just asking questions just to know this isn't accusations or yeah right well yeah well exactly it is and so something like that these are all very innocuous innocuous as well um even just the ability to care for other people uh, which is we've highlighted or talked about this on one other episode i don't know which one but uh people who are caregivers right Mm -hmm. and how incredible that is as a gift because I can't do that. I cannot uh, yeah. care I'm, for someone. Like, like my mom, how my mom way. cared for my dad right, right. when he was had both his legs amputated and the final days of diabetes and, and complications from that. Uh, it just, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the most selfless things you can do. And I love and admire anyone who does that. And, you know, 
you're going to be sainted, I think, for that because it's that's a tough thing to do. But just we we can all care. We all have the capacity to care because we're humans and we have a spirit within us. But that kind of level of caring is is just a superhero level. And that's extremely gifted. Even prayer, right? The 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 the, the gift of prayer, like being able to prayer, offer sincere prayers. Um, that's something everyone can do again. But it has so much value, and that's where people, I think have the issue with recognizing gifts because we're looking at it in terms of monetary value, right, or return on investment versus the the, the human value that uh, that a gift has. And you can change your life. It doesn't matter who you are and, and you know, you, you, you're an average person in an average job with an average income and an average life. Uh, you have the capacity to change a human being's life. You do with these mm-hmm. with your gifts. You just have to identify them and figure them out. And even just the uh, you know a gift of avoiding contention, which is I think one thing that I have, I would say, I uh, and that doesn't mean that you you know you don't stand up for yourself or things like that. But people tend to escalate when in an argument, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and they kind of say things they don't mean. I'm a big picture thinker, right? And so, and I'm an overthinker. You know that, and so, <laughs> right? And so I'm working on that. And so, is that a gift or a uh, gift of I'm overthinking? Gonna, I'm going to go with that because, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that way I can brag about it and say how good I am at it. And so, uh, I, I always think about uh, consequences. So if I if if, I, if I'm in an argument with somebody, for example, and you know, I'm tempted to say something mean, right, or something to hurt them. Um, I think about, okay, what are the consequences of this, and do I really want to go down that road? Because, well, then I'm going to I could damage a relationship. I'm going to have to apologize to someone. I'm going to have to you know, f- smooth things over, which you do if you say those things. But I just think about those things. And maybe that is a gift, having the, the ability to just sort of rein that in and not go to a place of creating contention. Uh, it just depends, but we're all different, aren't we? We right. all have I different I call that ones. the filter. You have a bigger filter where or it's a it's a buffer and you are able to have the emotion present and you have a big enough buffer to think through it before you act on it. Some people have no buffer. They feel the emotion and bam, they just act out on right. it. So and that, that is a true. gift, but that is a gift also. That yeah, isn't that interesting? We don't even see it because we just think, well, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is how you are. That's how you were created, but that is a gift that you have been given specifically. And then I think the trick is really to figure out how can we develop those gifts and talents and how can we use them to really serve other people and make other people's lives uh, so much better and and really uh, and also we end up worshiping God in that way because he gave us this gift he expects us to do what we can with it and when we do that you know he's really really pleased with us and we kind of it's a way to say thank you right for that well it's gift. a way to show gratitude right. back to to God for the gifts that we've been given and then we're given more i mean when we're grateful and we take what we have and we build on that then he gives more to us to be able to expand ourselves and continue to grow in that way right and that is and that's interesting i don't know that you know people really think in those terms of that but you do have the capacity to receive more gifts more talents and grow and this is all for your own benefit i mean we also benefit greatly when we develop our talents and our gifts uh, for us because we have beautiful experiences when we serve and help other people that we wouldn't have had if we didn't develop them and uh, yeah, it's it's all about that perspective. So I think you know one of the the, the main. Let's issue a challenge. We uh, a Christmas challenge uh, here for everyone to look uh, deep within yourself, uh, have you know a moment of introspection, and figure out what your gifts are. Think about what you're good at and what people love about you. And in fact, this is a great exercise. Uh, take ten people that you know and ask them, you know, what uh, what my, is my greatest quality. 
in your eyes and see. And I did that once uh, as an exercise, and um, I was really surprised. People came back. You don't know people regard you in a certain way. They right. think, oh, you're very good at this. You're very so, good at that. It's like, wow, I didn't really think you even noticed that about me or things like that. It's very telling. And I think you could even expand into that, into what's my weakness and what would you say that I could work on and being meek, humble, and submissive in, in asking and listening in that to be able to just take that and say, thanks so much for being open and honest and sharing with me. Because that's a gift also, like you said, to be open, honest, and sharing and be able to express. It is. That's a tougher one to uh, to hear, to, though. To bring. <laughs> so yeah. nobody wants so to hear So along those lines, I, I, what's, what's something that comes to your mind in Christmas that you've served someone else and been able to touch their life? Oh, um, wow. I'll share first. I'll give you a second to think about it. I'm already it, crying, so maybe I should go first. Okay, you can go first. Okay. <laughs> I won't fight over that one with you. <laughs> I know. No, it's true. Um, I, I have, oh, actually, it's an amazing experience, uh, and it was right at Christmas time, and uh, it was it was beautiful. Uh, and so this was when I was living in Utah, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, probably. And uh, my, um, so my neighbor directly across the street was very good friends. Our families were very close, and uh, we hang out all the time, things like that. And so we're just wonderful people. And uh, they, um, and this is just, the worst thing, it, it, it's kind of, you know, like your house burning down too, kind of sense. Their basement flooded, flooded on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, you know, I don't know, six inches of water or something like that. The basement's, their basement was finished. Everything got ruined. It's Christmas Eve. It's dark. It's cold. Everybody is home with their families. And, you know, I get a call. I might have even been the elder scorn president then. But anyway, I got a call from him. And we were, like I say, friends anyway. So we always help each other. And I uh, let me know what was going on. And, you know, I just immediately, um, I just started calling uh, people in the neighborhood. And uh, I was absolutely just so overcome with the service and with the willingness to help out this family. I mean, everybody had an excuse to stay home with their families. I mean, it's probably eight or nine o'clock at night on Christmas Eve, right? I mean, it was just, you know, everyone could have said, oh, I can't make it. I got family over or whatever, but people dropped everything. We all went over to their house. People brought, uh, you know, those shop vac vacuums and people brought tools to tear up carpet and they brought, you know, they just, it was, dev- I mean, this family, right? They're devastated. They are Christmas Eve. <laughs> They're trying to, to share and, and enjoy Christmas. And then I think a pipe burst or something happened and, or they came home and it was flooded, something like that. It was enough to have a lot of water in the basement that they didn't notice it at first. I think they were gone for the day and then came back if I remember. And so um, they were just in shock and just Christmas is ruined and, just it's so you can be devastating and you can look at it like the worst possible thing that could ever happen and then you know just a dozen people or more just came out people who what i love were um, in our neighborhood and our neighbors but they weren't members of our church and it didn't matter that that night um you know where you went to church didn't matter and these are guys that would not ever talk to you if you, like, you know, you'd send people over to their house to say, hey, do you guys want to come to church or do you want to hear the gospel message or anything like that? They didn't want to hear anything about the church, anything about religion. They didn't care. As soon as they heard that somebody needed help, they dropped everything on Christmas Eve and came to this home. And I don't even know that they even knew these people very well. And we all 
got to work and we emptied the water in that basement. We tore out that carpet and we consoled this family. And you know, I can tell you it was probably probably the best Christmas that I've had personally. It was just amazing to see people coming together. Uh, everything w- was just stripped away in terms of pride, in terms of, uh, of religion, in terms of relationships and friendships. It didn't matter. Somebody was in need, and people came out and absolutely just put everything aside, put all their differences aside, and just got to work and just helped this family Nothing else, nothing else mattered to anyone at that time. It was just helping this family. And it was probably one of the most amazing spiritual experiences that I've had. And that was the essence of Christmas. And, you know, I was a little bit happier that Christmas. I was a little more spiritual that Christmas. I was a little more um, selfless that Christmas. I was a little less of a Grinch that Christmas. <laughs> You know, and uh, it just was an incredible feeling that I rode for several days, and we all did, and we just we'll just never forget that. And it was just talk about community, talk about everyone, and this is where you really saw that just because someone doesn't go to your church doesn't mean that they're not a good person. It doesn't mean that they don't have uh, empathy and sympathy, and that they can't serve other people. These guys worked harder than than the Mormons who were there. I remember that too. They just came and gave everything, and they just worked and worked and worked. And we all did, but it was just amazing to see these people just come and serve when they had no reason to, to be honest. And they could have, if anyone was going to make an excuse for not being there, it would be these guys who don't even go to our church and who have every right to think, hey, this is Christmas, sorry about that, but, uh, you know, go call a service or whatever. We can't help you, we're busy with family. They were the first ones there, and they stayed the whole time. And that just touched my heart, and I'll just never, ever forget how beautiful and amazing that was. And you know, it all worked out, of course. We got the basement all done, and insurance paid for everything, and, and they got it all rebuilt again. But um, just to see how we touched their heart and how grateful they were, I'm sure that story gets told because it was it really touched so many people in that neighborhood on that night, and uh, I'll always be very grateful for that. And thanks for sharing that. That's it wasn't easy. No. <laughs> Joe doesn't get very emotional like that very often. Oh, man. Maybe this is my trial here. to. <laughs> but that's ministering to me. Ministering comes from people all around us, from angels, and it, you don't have to be a member. And that's really what Christmas is about, is all realizing that Christ connects all of us through his atonement, through his birth, through his love. My biggest thing of serving at Christmas is... Uh, a few years ago, we started to go caroling in our neighborhood with some friends of ours. And that's one gift that I've been given is the gift to sing. I love to, to sing and be able to create music. And we would take cookies. And the caroling is to go and give something to someone else. But in our ward, we have a lot of widowers or older people. And they would invite us into their homes and we would sing for them. And they would just cry and just smile and be so happy that we were there sharing something they couldn't give to themselves. They just wanted people to spend time with them and remember them and have that connection. 
and they would just tell us how much they loved us and usually send us home with something else. And there's one sister in our ward, her husband had passed away quite a, a long time ago, who's very musical and she would have a piano and she would invite us in and one of the carolers can play tremendously and that's his gift. He would play and she would sing, <laughs> sing along with us and she would say, and she would just be crying, this is the best thing I ever got for Christmas. <laughs> is you coming to spend time with me and sing with me because music to me means everything at Christmas and the spirit that was there was unbelievable like that's really the spirit of Christmas it's not the opening of presents or the you know the that part it's the being with people and sharing your love and them sharing their love back with you um and she would, she's always so gracious and just kind and loving. And um, that, to me, is, is one of my favorite things to do because that's when I feel the spirit the most is being able to be with others that are lonely at Christmas time and just need those to reach out and spend time and give to them in a way that you show your love and, and connection to them. I never cease to be amazed at how... Some, something so simple and easy to give can mean so much to another person. You think about that, right? I mean, I love to sing too, and I, you know, I kind of do it all the time, and I don't really think that it's something that you know anyone could take away from and, and enjoy, but you just don't even know. I mean, it's anything that we can do, just a kind word to someone, just saying, just acknowledging someone and giving people value we all want value we all want to feel loved and we all want to um to feel the spirit and you know how, whatever it means to you and whatever you call it that right it's that beautiful inner peace and that wonderful calmness uh, that that just comes uh, through your soul and that's what we feel and experience when people serve us and it's just it's amazing it doesn't take anything at all and that being the case, uh, every single one of us can be extremely gifted, right? Right. Because we have the ability to change a life because we can all say a kind word. We can all share a talent that we have with other people. And it's all like nobody's spending money doing, doing any of this, right. right? We're just serving and giving of our time, which is the most valuable asset that we have, I think. And people recognize that. People are, they're stunned, I think, when when people will come and spend time with them, right? Like that, they'll come to their home and, and spend time and, and and share talents and gifts, even if it's just a, a kind word or just listening to someone talk. There are so many people that need all of these kinds of things, all of this attention and, and, and love that they don't get on a daily basis. And you can make a huge difference in someone's life just by using the gift that you have, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter at all. It, it, can, it can change someone's life. And you've been given your gifts for a specific reason that God knows and he understands what you can do with them. And, and that's what we want. We want to just really, you know, help everyone understand that we all, first of all, do have gifts and those gifts are meant to be developed and they are meant to be shared because they will mean something to someone. Even if you think they're not all that valuable at all, they are. Somebody needs the gifts that you have and, uh, and then just go out and, and don't be afraid to, uh, to share them with people. You'd be surprised at at the differences you can make and that's really what Christmas is all about right what I think, think too it's important to help your children to recognize their gifts and that might be something you could do this Christmas is 
go around and really identify gifts that they have and help them to develop those. My daughter is very good at being loving to anyone and everyone, and she is willing to give very freely. And then my son, who has autism, so emotionally isn't necessarily very able to express himself, but he has a deep love that if you really look in his eyes and are able to feel him is... um, something that he is willing to share with with everyone around him and he's not judgmental no that's beautiful that that is a a gift i mean being not judgmental is a it's a rare gift (laughs) i think it's and it's interesting people who are special needs like that don't judge because they have been judged so severely many times that they that they are have that capability yeah well that's a that's a huge blessing and i think part of it maybe comes from just their so spiritual and so yeah. close to God already in, in their in their current state that they uh, they understand that judging isn't important and you know it doesn't yeah. mean anything at all and that's a beautiful thing we definitely can learn so much from each other once we see people sharing their gifts we learn from that we really do and we, we start to see people in a different light as well because people become more compassionate when they serve other people and when they share when they take the time to actually help somebody again just to even listen to what somebody has to say that means something to someone. And that person is going to look at you in a different light. It's like, you know, she was really, really nice to me. Or he was right. really uh, generous and, and just um, like, I just really needed to talk to somebody. And this guy took the time to yeah. do that. And, and that's all you have to do. And it, it makes someone's life so much better. But then also people will, will think twice about how they treat other people. And will probably want to serve you at another time as well. It's just a beautiful thing. And they feel that they matter. Oh, and, yeah. and, I, and I think the third point that we talked about is just what can we give to the Savior? Because Christmas is about the Savior and the gift that he gave to us, which is the gift of his life and his atonement, which no one else was capable of giving, only he was. And what can we give to the Savior um, at this time? And it's the, the gift of our will. Um, Neil A. Maxwell talks about that, about the submission of one's will as the only unique personal thing we have to place on God's altar. Many things we give are actually all things he's already given or loaned to us. However, when you and I finally submit ourselves by letting our individual wills be swallowed up in God's will, we're really giving something to him. It is the only possession which is truly ours to give. And so giving that gift to God, if we really could focus at Christmas, is giving our will to God and letting Him, allowing him into our lives to fully move us and use us as instruments in his hands to be able to serve just like what we've talked about, that's probably the, one of the, and, and it has nothing to do with money. The, the atonement has nothing to do with money. It's all about giving of ourselves at a deep level. It's, it's pretty amazing, that's for sure. And uh, we, uh, it's, it's our hope that uh, you know everyone listening and uh, everyone you know will just take the time to kind of focus on what's important this holiday season. I know it is very easy to get caught up in things and you have know goals and, and and everything you're trying to accomplish whether it's you know decorating your home and getting your shopping done and all those things and those are great things those are beautiful things they create a wonderful environment and there's nothing like being with family on christmas morning opening gifts uh, enjoying that excitement especially with your kids and uh, and your loved ones and uh, and really just having a wonderful time of pure joy and happiness and gifts physical gifts material gifts can give that to us right it's it's really just what's in your heart but also, you know, take the time to think about your spiritual gifts and how you can serve others, anyone, your family. It doesn't have to be a stranger. It can be anyone that's close to you. But just think about what you can share with people and, uh, and focus on that ultimate gift that has been given to us, which is, um, it, it, we, we don't, the, I think one of the, 
challenges here, one of the sad parts of mortality is that we don't have an understanding of the capacity of what the atonement really means. We, d we don't have the ability to right. understand the fullness of it. what it, you can't comprehend it. And that's kind of too bad because I think it would change a lot of people. But uh, again, we're here to uh, make choices uh, for ourselves and, and to learn that way. And, and that's all part of the plan. But uh, do think about the atonement and, and just the fact that without it, uh, we would never be able to return to God. And that's an amazing thing. And the atonement has been prepaid for you and uh, all of the uh, times that you missed the mark, uh, that's all taken care of and you don't have to worry about that. And what a beautiful, amazing gift. We know that we can go through this life, we can make our choices, we can fall short, we can miss the mark and we can learn from those experiences. And we don't ever have to worry that any choice that we made that may be a sin or may have missed the mark is going to hold us back from our eternal progression because the atonement has taken care of that. What an incredible gift and an amazing thing to, uh, to really comprehend. And, and we hope that you'll take a moment to, to reflect on that and just really understand. Uh, my favorite um, reflection moment is Christmas Eve, late at night. Uh, it's always been the case for me. Uh, the tree is fully decorated. We've wrapped all the presents. We put all the presents under the tree for the kids. Stockings are all filled and everything's laid out. Everything is all done. Christmas. I'm always the last one uh, there to uh, to take care of things. And, and when I'm alone, um, the one of the most beautiful and peaceful times ever is just sitting in my living room in the dark with just the Christmas lights on, looking at the tree, looking at just the, the presents and anticipating the kids' reaction in the morning and, and how much fun it's going to be. And just thinking and reflecting on everything, reflecting on the meaning of Christmas and just life in the past year that we've gotten through and all of that. Uh, for me, that's one of the most peaceful and beautiful moments that I experience on a personal level. I'm by myself and uh, I really just love taking that in and, and just there's there's a, some kind of an ambiance that's just so peaceful and so loving. It's very spiritual, I think, just to be there in, in the just the quiet and, and in the darkness and just kind of you know, enjoying the glow of the Christmas tree and, and just that beautiful experience. So find that, you know, uh, that, that moment where you can just stop and, uh, and really reflect and, and, and just have that peaceful moment before things get too crazy with the holidays and think about uh, the, the meaning and think about the Savior and what's been done for you and how much, um, you know, that we really do appreciate that beautiful gift and then think about what you can give to the Savior in return for Christmas. What is... What does Christ want for Christmas? You know, what's on his <laughs> list? <laughs> I think it's just submitting our will like we talked about and just showing God that you truly do love him and that you do want to uh, allow him to show you what his, his path is for you and what his will is for you because that will help us to become the best versions of ourselves. Any final thoughts for you? And it's <clears throat> same thing. I love sitting that by the Christmas tree when all's still and just really feeling and being present to the love around me and just contemplating what he has given to us, which is something that I can't give myself or anyone else can give. And the love, the complete love that it took to sacrifice that, including the love of our Heavenly Father to sacrifice his only begotten Son and how much he loves us to do that. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, I'm very grateful that, uh, that we have the opportunity for that experience and that we do have um, the knowledge of the gospel and uh, just the understanding of Christ's role in our life and uh, 
and grateful for this beautiful season. It's it's one of my favorite times of year. I know I'm always uh, coming across as a Scrooge around Christmas time, like that. Uh, but uh, the uh, the commercial side of Christmas really uh, just turns me off. Uh, but I have to say, the spiritual side of Christmas is one of the most amazing things. I, I love this time of year. And so uh, we hope you do too. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening into our Christmas episode. And uh, from all of us here, and when I say all of us, I mean both of us, basically, so, <laughs> so far, but it sounds better that way. Uh, we do wish you the merriest of Christmases and a beautiful, happy holiday season. Uh, be safe out there with New Year's and just take the time if you can to get to see family and loved ones and really just focus on taking that time off and enjoying uh, the beauty of uh, family and, uh, and this wonderful holiday season and uh, the real meaning of, of what it is and how it's meant to be. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. In the meantime, keep the faith and keep your stick on the ice. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Impeccable Perspective Podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Amazon Prime, iHeartRadio, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Oh, oh, oh.